Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. BetQLU is punting on football and going dancing early this Saturday. The new BetQLU and the action tips off. It's a seven-hour college basketball live betting extravaganza. Don't miss the action every Saturday starting at noon Eastern. Listen on the BetQL app or watch the emotional roller coaster on Twitch at BetQL. Trista Crick, Ryan Horvat, Nick Ashu. Final hour of BetMGM tonight. We got a 13-3 lead right now for the Raiders. 11-24 to go in the third quarter. Baker's magic is dwindling just a little bit. He's now 4 of 10 for 70 yards. He's taken a sack, but let's be honest. The guy's been in this offense for two days. He probably knows four plays. Yeah. If yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens here. We're still we're still alive. We're still hanging in there. What happens here is Josh Jacobs, but he's down. Uh, there was a, the ball came loose. Looked like it might have been a fumble, but the ground caused it. So, unfortunately, we don't get any luck. And the Rams, uh, it's, been a, it's been a weird game, man. I mean, the Raiders should be up bigger. Derek Carr yeah. threw a terrible red zone pick. But also, uh, the Rams could have got on the board, but Cam Akers decided, nah, I'll fumble the ball. Yeah, I'd really like Cam Akers to get in the end zone for me right now. That would be that would be nice. There's Derek Carr lowering his shoulder trying to take a hit. So there you go. Uh, Alan Bell joins us from Sportsline. And you know, let, let's just kind of jump into yeah, this buddy. game real quick, just, just momentarily here. Uh, we had the Baker Mayfield show. We thought it was one play. And then, of course, now he's like four of ten. I get the Rams are where they are at this point. But the Raiders still technically in playoff contention. We were talking earlier about some of these you know, five and seven teams in the NFC and the AFC that still have an outside shot really to maybe sneak into the playoffs. What team are you targeting? Or maybe there's a couple that you look at and say, you know, they got a real shot at actually sneaking in with that seven seed. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Stick with the Raiders right there, right? Like, I think that they could do it. I think that they're a team that is getting better week by week. Um, And you look at the AFC, like, to be honest with you, it's pretty soft, like four down, right? Like, I I think that the Raiders are the team. Uh, that you want to pay attention to. And yeah, you're right. I was listening to you guys, obviously, leading into this uh, about this game. This game is insane. Like, it's just weird. (laughs) And the best part is, like, you guys breaking down, like, bets and prop bets and stuff, uh, you know, for the Rams, like, leading into it. You all know more about the Rams than Baker does. So, yeah, (laughs) it's funny. 
It's so funny. I was uh, talking to them earlier, like a couple of days ago, about hard knocks and how these coaches just clearly know less than people who are fantasy football owners because they don't say the player's name. They're like, this 99 guy, watch out for 99. He's really good. He gets to the quarterback very effectively. Could be one of the best players on defense in the entire NFL. And you're like, Oh, you mean Aaron Donald? Like, that's what you're telling your players? Like, Thanks, me. Urban Meyer. Good yeah, job there, buddy. Me, Trista Crick, could say all those words. Like, you're getting paid millions of dollars to state the obvious. How dare you? Yeah, they're like, you know what? We, we got to think about starting this guy. He's really working it. Get him on special teams first. Alan, I know we're going to bounce around a little college, a little NFL here, but I just wanted to ask you about uh, the college football playoff because as a Tennessee fan, that loss to South Carolina has to just crush you because if they win that game, they're probably in with one loss. That one loss obviously being to Georgia. I know Hen and Hooker wouldn't be available, but that one has to crush. Dude, like, it's tough. Like, for, you know, uh, anybody, you know, that, that follows is a Tennessee fan, whatever. Like, that loss, one, it crushed that dream, right? Number two, if Hooker doesn't get hurt and they win that game, he probably wins the Heisman Trophy, right? Like, I mean, it, 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 and Tennessee's never had a Heisman winner which is crazy, wow. right? Like, they've had a lot of people finish second, never had a Heisman winner. Um, so, yeah, you look at it. But I'll say this, though. Like, what Tennessee football has been for the last 20 years before, dude, dumpster fire, right? So the mm-hmm. fact that, like, winning 10 games, like, if you keep it in perspective, and I say you as, like, you know, Tennessee fans, yeah, like, way ahead of where they thought they would be with Heupel so far. You know, when you look at the the college football semifinal games, like the knock, obviously, and rightfully so, has been, right, a lot of blowouts. It it, it happens more often than not, which makes it incredibly frustrating. When you look at the two games, obviously, that we've got coming up first, before we jump, you know, to to anything else, looking forward to these, which which game do you feel like Georgia minus six and a half or, you know, is is that going to be a game that's going to be closer with Ohio State? Is that more of a like a tougher matchup for them, or do you like maybe TCU keeping a little closer against Michigan? It's just it's tough because we go into these games thinking that you know we justify ways that this could be closer, Ohio State could cover, Ohio State could win, and then it just seems like there's always one team that just completely forgets the kickoff already happened and they just get blown out of the water. Yeah, you're right, man. Like it's tough, and I'll tell you what, like every, I think everybody on the planet's going to play the favorites here. Right, they're going to take Georgia with the spread. They're probably going to take Michigan with the spread. Uh, I'll be honest. I think the play uh, are the totals. Um, I think Georgia, Ohio State, play the over in that game. Right, like Georgia's defense is great, but it does give up points, and they score a ton of points too. And the thing is, is that Ohio State man was dead. Right, like, and they're back to life. Like they have nothing to lose. They're in there. Ryan Day, Ohio State fans were wanting to replace him with Mike Vrabel a week ago, right? <laughs> and, like, I mean, you know, it, they're a dangerous team. I'm not saying that they're going to beat Georgia. Uh, they might cover. They might not. I don't know. Like, I love the over, though, in that game because they will present problems for that Georgia defense, and they'll air it out, right? And then number two on the other side, like, TCU, magical season, for real. And I'm not saying anything negative about them, but I could see Jim Harbaugh, like, going to his, like, NFL roots in this game and saying, you know what? Like, I don't have to beat you 45 to 27. 27 to 10 feels good to me, and I'm just going to run the football the entire second half. Like, I could totally see that. But if you made me pick spreads, I'd take Georgia. Yeah, and I'd take Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would follow right along with the public, dude. Like, yeah. I, absolutely, man. That Georgia number's low, it, for sure. Yeah, Alan, I was just about to ask you, you talk about uh, Ohio State keeping it close, but that's in terms of their potent offense. But that's kind of what we thought Tennessee was going to do. And all of a sudden, Tennessee looked like their offense was just sputtering, sputtering, sputtering. So I wonder, do you think that Georgia, I mean, they don't have anything left to prove in terms of the margin of victory, but do you feel like they're going to try to stomp the yard kind of a deal? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the problem, right, is that any game and any team that goes in against Georgia, uh, you can't mess around, right? Because when they get up, and it's the same thing that they did last year, like, it, it's basically a black hole. Like, once they get up by 14, 17 points, you're dead because now the defense, uh, the defensive front can pin its ears back. They, they have no risk. They can rush the passer like crazy, and they have great linebackers and great secondary. And then you look at the offensive side, like, they're built with their running backs and big NFL tight ends. Uh, and their quarterback, you know, when you have that, you generally don't make mistakes. And Stetson Bennett's been a stud for two years now, and he never really turns the ball over. So, yeah, like, that's the difficult part is that you going into that, you absolutely have to score early. And it still doesn't guarantee you, like, that you're going to have success in the game, but it'll keep you in the game. Like, you can't win it in the first quarter, but you could definitely lose it in the first quarter. Alan, like, the last 20 minutes, we've actually had a little bit of line movement in two games in the NFL. The Giants are now seven-and-a-half-point dogs to the Eagles at home. And then, um, actually, man, the Jets just went to 10, 10-point dogs against yeah. the Bills. Which underdog would you feel better taken, uh, you know, out of those two? Yeah, uh, so the Giants must be Saquon, right? Like, with the injury, mm -hmm. I would assume. Um, the Jets, man, I'll tell you what. I'd rather roll with the Giants uh, than, than the Jets. The Jets, like, I love what they're doing. And I like the kid, Mike. Well, I don't think he's great, but, like, he's going to give you everything that he has. The problem, man, is that I, when that offense is bad, dude, it's bad, man. Like, it could get really rough. And, you know, even when it's good, we saw last week, I mean, they have difficulty in the red zone as well. The Bills have a defense. It's pretty good. It's aggressive for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd roll with the Giants uh, more than I'd roll with the Jets there. And we're looking at the NFC playoffs. Like Coming into this season, there was a way you could poke a hole in just about every favorite in the NFC, the Rams, and clearly we see injuries too, but they've fallen apart. Tampa is what they are now. And, you know, right now the Eagles are clearly the team that has ascended above everybody else. When you watch this Eagles team, do you see a team that's a great regular season team, or do they really have value when it comes to the futures market, winning the NFC, maybe winning the Super Bowl? Because, I mean, at the top, if you talk about the Eagles, where you can say, we haven't seen Jalen Hurts do it in the playoffs. That's always a conversation. The Giants, well, the Giants are the Giants, you know, at this point. The Cowboys, we know they throw up all over themselves. Sorry, Trista. In the playoffs every single year, I'm always going to bring that up. As a Commanders fan, I don't get many joys. I get that, at least. Mm -hmm. We don't even make the playoffs, so it's fine. But, you know, like... Do you see the Eagles kind of separating themselves as a true contender? Because then the 49ers, with Jimmy Garoppolo, at least he's been there before, but now he's gone. So the NFC to me is really, really tough to just kind of get like a clear picture at this point. Yeah, no, no, you bring up a great point. And, and yes, like I, I buy into it. And the reason being is that um, they run the football, play good defense, play great defense, like at least good, you know, pass defense. Their, their running, rushing defense could get a little rough at yes. times. But, no, I mean, like, they're a good football team. Like, th this isn't smoke and mirrors. Like, they're coming right at you. And the best part for them is that they have an X factor. And that is, you know, their quarterback in Jalen Hurts to where, you know, if it's – if the pass game is tough, they're not finding success. If, you know, the running backs, Miles Sanders and, and, and uh, Gainwell aren't, you know, seeing success. Like, they – can bring it with the quarterback and that can severely mess up the way that you play defense. So no man, like I buy into him for sure. And the difficult part for other teams in the NFC is like you just said, like who's going to take him out, especially, especially if Philadelphia is playing at home because they are, I mean, just lethal when they play at home. Like you look at the numbers, they are ungodly believable uh, when playing at home. Not that they're bad on the road, but they are severely better at home, and it's difficult. And, well, I mean, what's another team going to do? Like, is San Francisco going to come up and score up 35 if they need to? Philly could play that game. Dallas could play that game, right? Like, I, you know, I, yeah, like we've seen Cowboys teams that have lost in the playoffs before. But you know what? 
it's tough to win in the playoffs. Like yeah. a lot of teams have lost in the playoffs before. This Cowboys team is legit too. They run the football. So yeah, man, long story short, like I'm buying into the Eagles for sure. What do you think between the Bengals, AB, Bengals, Chiefs, Bills? I mean, there was a lot of chatter about the Bengals taking a step back this year. Super Bowl hangover, issues with the offensive line, play calling. But the Bengals look like now they've figured some things out in terms of how they want to call plays, and they're finding their stride at the right time. Between those three, who do you like moving forward for the rest of the season the most? Yeah, um, hmm. the Chiefs, honestly, and I'll tell you why. Like, it, no, it's nothing negative on uh, on either of the other teams, right? Like, the Bills, super high ceiling, but you, you just don't know what you're going to get, man. Consistency has not been great at playing at that level. Uh, the Bengals, I mean, they seem like a like almost like a magical team like they were last year, right? But they have uh, – they've got issues. And when it gets bad, it gets bad really quickly. With the Chiefs, like, they're just so balanced, man. And, like, even when they're, they're bad games, they're, they're not that bad, right? Like, uh, yeah, that sounded dumb. That was the worst commentary ever. But, like, they're just <laughs> – they're just smooth. Like, their bad games are still consistently good football games that are generally better than other teams, right? And they don't really rely on one thing to get the job done. Like, they have good run attack, obviously Patrick Mahomes, but they've got wide receivers. They've got tight ends. Their defense could play uh, when they need to turn it up, right? Like, you look at the other teams, like, if Joe Burrow's having a bad game, done. Done. If uh, Josh Allen's turning the ball over, done. If they can't run the football, done. The Chiefs could get you in other ways. So, yeah, like, I, I would put my money there. Uh, Alan, even though we're it's the Monday night game, I just find this one to be a little intriguing where you have the Patriots as one-and-a-half-point road favorites. The Cardinals have not been very good this season. But they got Hollywood Brown, and uh, they're going to get Hopkins on the field together for this first – well, actually, the second time now in two weeks, I should say. But what would you do here with the Cardinals at home, one-and-a-half-point dogs, the total at 43-and-a-half if you had to play this game? Oh, I'm taking the under in this one. Absolutely under? right. Now, yeah, I'm taking the under, and I'll tell you why. Like, I, I know that mobile quarterbacks have given Belichick's defense fits, um, you know, over his career. But, yeah, I mean, they give a lot of people fits because it's different, right? Like, quarterbacks generally don't run a ton. Um, but what Belichick and that team does really well, it's almost kind of similar to what Mike Vrabel and the Titans do in terms of they say, look, we have to keep you at a certain number, and we're going to keep you below it, and everything goes to playing defense. We're not afraid to punt the football. We're not afraid to kick field goals, right? Like, our game is playing ugly, low-scoring games. Uh, and the Cardinals, it, it's it, the, it's it's more rare that they put up a lot of points. Like, we think that they're going to, mm -hmm. and their ceiling can do it, but they don't really do it consistently at all, especially if, if you take Hopkins out of the game. Uh, you're in real trouble. So, yeah, if anything, man, I'm taking the under on that one. Alan, got about a minute here. Uh, the Tampa three-and-a-half-point dogs heading into San Francisco, but it's Brock Purdy. It's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, how how do you – how are you going to play that game? Should we stay away from that? Because, like, we sometimes see this, right, where these young quarterbacks come in, couple week, first couple weeks, not a lot of film on them. They just – they play well, and it's Kyle Shanahan's offense. It, it's just – I feel like there's something tempting with the 49ers and Brock Purdy for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I, look, absolutely. Like, the, the, what we just talked about with Belichick, like, with Shanahan, it's kind of the same deal. He's like, look, I don't have to score 40 points. I'd like to, but my defense is legit. And when we get up on you, that defense is for real will get after you and stop you from scoring, especially in the second half. We've seen the numbers this year. I absolutely roll uh, with the 49ers in this one. Also, I'll say this. Um, one, pray for the Bucks' offensive line because it's going to be hell. <laughs> yeah. And two – 
dude, take Tom Brady pass attempts overs. Like he is throwing the last four weeks or so. I mean, he's close to 50 pass attempts a game because they can't run the football on these defenses. And if they had trouble running it against the Saints, uh, good luck because you ain't running nowhere on the 49ers defense. So take a look at those Tom Brady uh, pass attempts when they come out. Uh, yeah, he's been smashing the overs on those. Yeah, I will just wrote that down. I will probably bet that before the weekend. He's Alan Bell of Sportsline. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for joining us. Man, appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, yeah. Alan. Tom Brady and his stone feet. He's not moving very far, but they're just going to keep airing it out with him. This is a preseason game. It was third and two. Derek Carr just so says ugly. F it and just and just 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 Devontae Adams runs a vertical. They throw a fly route. I, I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers. One of the worst running into the kicker penalties I've ever seen, too. I mean, what what is going on? Troy Clarity is calling that Tampa San Francisco game this weekend. Can't He's gonna wait. join us next on Bet MGM tonight.